Hello, shippers! Here we are, moving on to another episode in season five. I can't even Woo. believe it's season five. But today we are going to be talking about who are we talking about, Devin? Peter and Debbie from Your Place or Mine. <laughs> yep, do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone, I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to We Ship It, season five, 2023. This is insane. Crazy. We just had, yeah, I think we just had a few episodes on Phantom of the Opera. Sad that it's closing on Broadway. Um, and I don't know, is this our second episode? We're recording all out of order, so I'm not sure. But I think this will be our second episode. And we knew that we had to follow the Netflix trends. And so mm-hmm. Netflix has just put out, was it a Netflix movie? I think it was a Netflix Yes, Netflix movie. movie. Um, put out in February. Yes. So they just put out Your Place or Mine, which is an Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon movie. And we knew it would be like a good starter toward the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Debbie and Peter, we're going to talk about this movie. And I, I started with sort of a question about the movie in general, because I have thoughts. Okay. I have <laughs> thoughts. Devin. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I have thoughts. Um. But, yeah, it, it was interesting. It was like a cute rom-com, but either way. So, Devin, what are you thankful for this week? Ooh, dang. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Ooh, boy. It's been a little while. I'm thankful for half days. Okay. Because this week I'm going Is it I'm snowing gonna... near you? No, right. It's randomly snowing by us. Yeah, not right now. I'm thinking... Uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. I don't know. The weather is weird. It, it, I think it's supposed to maybe happen, maybe not happen. Who knows? Um, but half days are coming up this week. It's going to be peach, peach tanky. Parent teacher <laughs> conferences, everybody. Um, and then. You're thankful for half days. <laughs> yeah. And then I get to visit Stephanie. Yes. Next weekend. I'm so excited. Devin and I have sort this of is gonna over be the years. Yeah, we've over the years seen each other during St. Patrick's Day, and it's going to be an all-green, all-St. Patrick's Day weekend. Woo! Mm-hmm. Um, what am I thankful for? Yeah, what are you thankful well, for this here's, week? I'll make it an I'm thankful for and an announcement Ooh. to our listeners, <laughs> which is that I am pregnant! Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, man, I am procreating <laughs> i am creating another spawning life in my womb as we speak about all of these couples and and i'm thankful for being pregnant but i'm also like really sick <laughs> so it's like a trade-off between this is exciting and this is crazy and Lots of things. So that's what I'm thankful for right now. And it's also almost spring. So I'm ready for spring to be here. I'm ready for it too. Green grass, sunny days. Bring on the sunshine. Devin, what has has been on your radar lately? Like what, what has Devin been working on? What do you mean what have I been working on? Like what, tell the, the listeners what's been... You know, the main thing in your life right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the show. Are you referring to the show? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that that was what you're referring to. Yeah. yeah right it's now. been a couple of months since we've talked with everybody. Yeah. So um, last year was my first year directing, and we did Little Shop of Horrors. Horrors. Yep. Um, just want to make sure I'm pronouncing <laughs> that correctly for everyone out there. Um, That's funny. And it was a blast. And this year we're doing it again for the high school. And um we're doing bye bye birdie which is really exciting um Aww. it's an older classic and we're just really excited to get back into theater it's been a while since we've all been a part of it and i've been seeing more shows because so proud all, of everyone's you, doing them it's it's really fun just it's a lot of time follow. it's a lot of time but it's great. It's, it's a great time. It is a lot of time, but you're great at it and made Shush. for it. So Shushies. Hee hee hee. <laughs> All right. So Debbie and Peter. Let's talk Debbie and Peter. So first I want to go into a summary. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched the movie yesterday. So or actually two days ago. So let's see if I can recall. Um, we kind of meet Debbie and Debbie and I said Debbie. <laughs> like Devin. <laughs> Gross. We meet Debbie and Peter. <laughs> And they're on opposite ends of the country, right? We got Peter, who's in New York. We've got Debbie, who's in L.A. They were a one-night stand at one point. Woo-woo. And Turned they, out to be he best friends. Up, yeah. So that he ended up leaving her after that. She really liked him. And they turn out to be best friends. They're talking on the phone every single day, and they're under the impression that they tell each other everything. Um, so... Mm. This thing happens where Debbie needs to go to New York, take a class, and her babysitter drops out on her at the last minute. So Peter's awesome, and he decides, you know what? I don't have a lot going on right now. My girlfriend just broke up with me. This just happened. That just happened. I'm going to go watch Debbie's kid so she can be in New York. So they, like, swap lives. He goes to stay at her house. She goes to stay at his house. Uh, Debbie lives it up. Like, she is out there... (laughs) making friends making friends with his ex-girlfriend minka or whatever her name is um she's going out partying and peter is just like helping debbie's son come into his own because Mm -hmm. debbie's a little bit of a protective mom so peter's like i'm gonna help you like i'm gonna take you to to hockey practice because your mom will never let you do that and i'm gonna feed you all the food your mom will never let you eat and he has a great time so as he's doing that Debbie meets a guy named Theo in New York. And Theo is sort of this guy who, he's like a publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and Debbie finds like a manuscript Peter has written and without his consent, gives it in to Theo. For what reason she thinks that's a good idea, I have literally <laughs> no idea. But she does it. She kind of has a little like love thing with Theo. Uh, Peter catches her and him on camera, you know doing some nasty in his house uh so he gets really jealous tries to go out and finds that he can't and then they both kind of come to the realization that they love each other (laughs) um but then they're really mad at each other because peter like brings her kid to hockey practice he gets hurt she's like peter get out of my life and then they have an airport scene where they see each other they fight and then they get over it and they kiss and it's like great and then they live happily ever after I think that's everything. Yeah, it's pretty good. I yeah, because I watched it so recently, I think that I got all the important details at least. It's fresh. Yes, it's fresh. So let's get it, Devin. Let's do let's it. Let's talk about Debbie and Peter. So number one here, 
What did you think about the movie in general? I wanted to throw this out there first. Um, <laughs> I know you have different uh, you have different <laughs> feelings. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to go first or you want to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked the friends to lovers trope that was used here. Yep, I thought it was a different take on it. Um, that they did hook up once and it just didn't work out, and then she yeah. uh, she got married. Her marriage didn't work out. There just wasn't. She wanted to be the the mother, and his uh, then her husband just wanted to go do his thing. And she's like, "Well, I can't do that. Like, I have to be home, like with my, with right. with the son." And uh, so I enjoyed the midlife friends to lovers trope that was going on here. Uh, I also like how they fell in love from across the country, or they realized their love from afar. Um, they didn't have to spend time together in the moment because they were best friends. They they already knew um, who each other were. They, they talked to each other often. So I like that it was a spatial relationship and that they yeah. fell in love from the opposite sides of the country. Um, I'm also uh, a fan of how they visually... Um, filmed the phone conversations. Oh yeah, that was neat. I thought definitely it was, something new. I thought it. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily new or not, but it it, it felt um, interesting to see, especially like after we get that scene, at the beginning, like the prologue in a sense, when they are, they have their fling and then they're like sleeping in the same bed, but then it like splits into two yeah. halves, and you think that they're talking to each other, but it's really like she's talking to him on the phone and. Uh, he's also like in bed with somebody else. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah. I thought all the splits and half screen, I thought that was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I just really love Ashton Kutcher. I thought it was really cool to see him gr- in a grown up role. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. let's be honest, we all remember Definitely him. Definitely different for him. We all remember him as like the goofy dude, and especially from uh, that 70s show. Um, yeah. And Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon, I'm always a fan of. I think she um, is very bright and goofy at times but um she plays a really good motherly figure as well Um, but i know you have different feelings so let them rip i'm not gonna say that the storyline was bad it was a good storyline but it felt very cheesy like i don't know if they were trying to go for a hallmark feeling right in this movie like kind of the intentional cheesiness i will say that i didn't really care for the sub characters the sub characters. I also thought the dialogue really wasn't great. Mm. Like there were times when I was like, that just didn't feel like a sincere dialogue. Mm. Like when he was talking with the gardener guy, and the gardener, well, the gardener guy was like, "Yeah, she's like a hot lady." You know, I just like right? didn't. Right, I just didn't find that as funny as it should have been mm. in a rom-com. And I know, like, some rom-coms are cheesy. I just did not like the dialogue. I think it was a little, like, That's fair. choppy. Um, but I do, I love Ashton Kutcher. Reese Witherspoon, I think you're right, does a good, like, mom actor-like type thing. But, I don't know, she was a little cheesy, too. I don't know if she's been out of practice for a while or what <laughs> oh it is. But <laughs> this is really harsh. I'm sorry, fam. Throat, the thing guys. is, it was cute. And their relationship has some really good things that we can talk about. I mm-hmm. just felt like it was a Hallmark movie that wasn't trying to be a Hallmark I mean, movie. That's what Netflix is trying to go for. Nowadays. I guess. I guess. But do when own. they throw out 
like a Christmas Hallmark movie. It is so cheesy that you know they meant it to be cheesy. This was just cheesy enough that it's like, I don't think they meant the dialogue to come across that cheesy. <laughs> but it did. And th- that's the thing is we let's let's talk about it based on the story. I mean, any rom-com's kind of cheesy, so they they, they knew true. what they were going for. That's true. That's true. And also Ashton Kutcher is always hot no matter what age that he is. <laughs> I just I just like that he had a more grown up role. Like was uh-huh. he was he still goofy? Yeah, he was a little bit, but he was also more mature in this one, which I liked. Yes, I I also liked that. And the thing is, he did seem a little like he's getting older there, but still hot. <laughs> oh like I said. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it was weird for me. Weird place. But let's talk about Debbie and Peter and not the movie itself. Because them I could talk okay. more positively about. okay so we first meet debbie and peter as best friends calling each other on peter's birthday um can former lovers as friends work out well i guess we see in this particular aspect kind of no because they end up back as lovers so i have seen it work in the past when it comes to People who have like been together once mm-hmm. and then they're friends. It just it really depends on your character and it really depends on the relationship that you had itself. Yeah. In their case, their relationship, they clearly had unsorted feelings and business they still needed to get to. So them being friends was I think just their response to being far away from each other mm-hmm. and wanting to be together. That's fair. Um, so in this case, they would not have lasted as friends without having a relapse. Like, I could have seen if one of them got married, like, them being unfaithful with each other, if they'd ever seen each other. <laughs> um, th- I know that sounds horrible, but that's the kind of relationship that they were in. Um, in general, I guess I've seen it work, but not not too often. Not too often. I think usually if you if you still have, like, a friendly relationship with someone that you were former lovers with, Maybe you weren't but lovers to begin one with. One thing is that I think that they only had a one-night fling, though. It wasn't like a right. long-term relationship. So I think it kind of worked out in their favor. Um, right. But they did end up back together. <laughs> they do, but... I don't know. I think if they... A lot of their relationship is about honesty, and they weren't fully honest with each other and their feelings. Yep. Um, which we'll get to later. But um, I do think that not every relationship has to end poorly. Um, oh, no. I feel like there is still a way for you to um, come to terms that, okay, obviously it didn't work out between us, but we still want the best for each other. We still want to be friends with each other. Sometimes you realize, like, oh, we're better friends than we are lovers. Um, I think it depends. I think if you've... Oh, it definitely does. It depends on... If you've been intimate with someone, like intimate with someone, (laughs) I don't really know if you can go back to a place where you can like forget that experience. Yeah. Like, I guess like if you've just dated, that's different than if you've like been together. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I just think that you can still express love even though it's not romantic. You can. You can. You definitely can. But... I, I, I understand. I tend to think if you're that, friends, you yeah. want to be together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially in these movies. Mm-hmm. I agree with okay. that. All right. So City Guy and L.A. Gal. What are the similarities and differences between their lifestyles? And how do we see the two of them adjust to change when they swap? Um, 
these two are both work oriented. Um, they both think they are, um, they need to work for their living instead of live for their work. Um, and they both think that they are living the right life for themselves. Um, Very self-assured. Peter, yeah, Peter's like, yeah, I can live the bachelor life. I'm okay with this. And similar with Debbie, she's like, yeah, I, I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm a good single parent. Like I'm living the life that I should be. Um, but when they flip places, they have to, like you said, adjust to this new lifestyle. Um, and Debbie has to adjust to the bachelor life. Um, the simple decor, um, more technology based, more, uh, late night drinks, more girls showing up at random times. Uh, whereas Peter has to adjust to the single parent life and making meals or lack thereof or, um, homework and helping, uh, Jack with social life issues. And so a little more responsibility. Yeah. There's, there's a definitely not that either one is bad, whether it's like single parent life versus bachelor life, not that either one's bad, but they both thought that they were living a good life. And when they made the switch, they're like, Oh, there are things that I need to kind of improve. Yeah. I do need to be more open or I do need to be more responsible. Like there's Mm -hmm. things that they learn and we'll get into that a little bit more later as well. Yeah. One of the things I love is when she calls him freaking out about her son and he's like, Debbie, you're in New York. Look around, Mm. go enjoy yourself. Like, that's a great moment of her like taking a step like she's she's trying to be like too much of her obsessive mom. self all those posts and he's notes. like <laughs> yeah he's like just go like go listen to your gut and go out there and do fun things and and then she really takes him up on that which is good to see because she does seem very like stifled and controlling mm-hmm. at home and then peter I think is seeing what he's kind of missing in his bachelor life, which is not just the responsibility of having a son, but like the good things about it too. Mm-hmm. The the great things about helping someone to grow into who they're meant to be right. um, and to be like a role model. Yeah. Um, and he even talks about with his, with this kid that like my dad wasn't really there for me and all of this sort of stuff as I was growing up and I struggled and we kind of see that in his bachelor lifestyle seep into who he is now, but as he starts to learn how to be a good role model, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, and normally, like he says, when he finds out that she's with Theo, normally he'd just go out and find a girl and hook up or whatever, but he's not able to do it because he's in this place where he's like facing the responsibility, which <laughs> is really funny. Um, so it's really interesting to see the two of them adjust to change in these completely monumentally different places mm-hmm. that they have to be. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Um, so moving on, what qualities do Peter and Debbie have that make them good or not good for each other? <laughs> Uh, this is like (laughs) this is funny because I I think we actually see this um, opposites attract type trope happen in a lot of Mm -hmm. rom-coms where she is just so over stifling and overprotective and controlling and a neat freak and just like all these things and then he is just like (laughs) 
he kind of runs around, roams around, does what he wants, whatever. Um, doesn't keep the kid to any type of schedule when he's there. I think that um, at at worst, the two of them are on extreme like two extreme ends of a different like of spectrum. the different sides of yeah. the spectrum yeah so like when they're at their worst they conf they conflict with each other so when peter takes that risk and sends her son to the hockey and he gets hurt peter first didn't tell her so that's a moment where his extreme like i'm just gonna do this i'm gonna do whatever i want without telling her right. comes it bites him in the butt a little bit but we see the same with Debbie when she gets too overprotective. She doesn't even she shuts down. She doesn't even want to talk to Peter anymore. Um, so that's where we see them butting heads. But then they also improve each other's lives, and I think we see it more in how the atmosphere that they're in changes them. Mm -hmm. So the atmosphere that Debbie has created with her home is a great place for Peter to grow. The atmosphere that Peter like has created in his home, and you know, have a little bit more fun, live life. We see Debbie sort of take that and run with it, and it's a whole aspect to herself that she didn't even know existed really until then. Yeah, so I think they both, it. right? They both like bring each other into a different place when they're at their best. When they're at their worst, we see them butt heads. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I agree. I think um, they both need to realize uh, what what makes a home. I think this is a, yeah. big, uh, a big piece of this story because uh, it's like it's called your place or mine. So they both switch places and um, not just lives, but they've they switch homes. And yep. um, he is living the simple life, like we said, the bachelor. He has a, a a wall that's in complete window that just is open to the city scene, and hers is has all the homely aspects to it and um so we see how that impacts them like you said how their settings just impact who they are and what they need to work on um i think their biggest issue um <clears throat> is openness kind of what you were mentioning is that they both do things and make choices apart from each other and they say like oh we share everything with each other and they totally don't but you don't you only go like you might be friendly you might be open to an extent but once you but if you don't how i want to put this um if there's that line in the saying that you know that you won't ever cross with that person then you're not fully open with them you're not yeah honest um so I think that's kind of their downfall is that they're honest. Their communication. Communication. <laughs> Classic. Classic indeed. <laughs> um, but moving on, what are some of your favorite and least favorite moments between these two? Hmm. Well, I, I'd like to say the airport scene because that's really the only time we see them in person together. Fair. But we'll talk more about that later. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. My least favorite moment, I really don't like when she steals his manuscript. I think, and again, this is another one we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about later. later. <laughs> I just really think it was the wrong move not to tell him about it. But Basically, honestly, anytime they're not communicating, Honestly, really. he could have found a better hiding spot than the freaking oven. I know! <laughs> he really That's didn't also want true. someone to find it. Especially her, who like makes casseroles all the time. Like. Right. <laughs> that is totally, and maybe he did want her to find right. it in that case. Secretly. 
Yeah. Um, um, that's actually interesting. And then my favorite moment, yeah, it's got to be the airport scene. I mean, I... I also like when Ashton Kutcher, this has nothing to do with Debbie, but whenever he has a moment with that woman that she's friends with. Oh, I couldn't remember her name. Ugh. I don't remember her name, but I, I like agree. their little relationship. I think it's very funny. That part I find actually funny. Like, <laughs> I enjoy their relationship. <laughs> she's like, oh, you're miming now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? Uh, for me, I also agree that the airport scene is one of my favorite scenes. I also feel like it might be one of my least favorite scenes. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that later as well. Um, but other favorites include the mementos uh, moment when she like finds oh, his that's cute. his yeah. uh, she ha- he has like pictures and like little trinkets. He's like, I hate mementos. I don't keep them. Um, yeah. <laughs> they they <laughs> mean they mean them. nothing. And then he underneath mm-hmm. his uh, bed um, bedside table, there's a whole package that's just of Debbie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a fun one. I also like the champagne when he leaves the bottle of champagne for her. He's like, I don't, he's like, I forget what the letter said. It's like, I don't, I went out to the booze, whatever. And I, he's like, I know this won't be something for me, but it, I wanted to be something for you um, because he's in, he's uh, a recovered alcoholic. Right. Right. He's been in rehab twice and, um, that comes up again when he goes out to the bar and he's like, I really like this drink, but I don't drink anymore. So I'm going to have like whatever. Yeah, I, I don't remember yep. what he asked for, but, um, so I thought that was really cute that he bought, he went to a place where he could have, uh, purchased something for himself, but instead he purchased something for Debbie knowing yep. that it's going to be, uh, important for her to have this when she earns that degree. Yeah. But she pops it instead with Theo. <laughs> <laughs> which is an interesting choice. Yeah. I actually find that moment really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. When um, I saw that he accidentally clicked the video thing, it didn't happen for a few minutes, but I was like, he's going to see oh, them. Oh, for sure. I know he is. Yeah. Like, this has to happen. Yeah. Um, some of my other, well, my other least favorite is the bathtub scene. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're both in the bathtub, and she's like, wow, it's really echoey. Um, are you in the bathroom? He's like, no, I don't take baths. <laughs> yeah, he's like in the bath while he says But the that. entire conversation that they have is about honesty and like opening up. And they're being dishonest. Well, he's not. He opens up and says like, well, I've been taking your son out to like eat, and I've been doing this and doing that. She's like, oh, I trust you. Like, You don't have to tell me everything that you do. He's like, okay, fine. He's like, but we we share everything together, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Meanwhile, she has like the manuscript like next to next her. Next to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really understand why she didn't tell him. I wouldn't have been ashamed to tell someone that, but yeah, I feel like if she would have said, "Hey, I came across that, like I found this in your place. Like, why haven't you told me about it?" I feel like that right. would have been better instead of just running away with the manuscript yeah. in a sense and giving it to a publisher oh my gosh okay i'm sorry i won't i won't get into it yet <laughs> it just bothers me um okay so debbie calls peter a rolling stone that gathers no moss do we see that as a true representation and how does this make its way into their relationship um <laughs> i think it does I think it tracks, except for her. That's the interesting thing, is, like, 
this makes sense in his life apart from his feelings for Debbie. And I think he's a rolling stone that gathers no moss because he wants to be with Debbie. Mm. So, but he runs away from it. He's continuously right. running he away from it. He always gets in these relationships and then like only goes to an extent and then he pulls out. Yeah. And so you can tell like a lot of the moments in his life he's just I hate to say it like that. Moving. I mean, he's just moving away from right. everything. He's like he, he does not want to attach himself correct. to anyone. And the reason that he's doing that, in my opinion, is because of things that he went through when he was younger. But then eventually mm-hmm. it more attaches to the fact that what he actually wants is Debbie and he can't admit that to himself. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Or even admit that to her. Yeah. And it totally makes its way into their relationship because it causes the the place that they're in with their relationship. So him leaving and having that Rolling Stone mentality is what makes it so they can't have a relationship mm-hmm. in the first place. And so what's surprising is that he stays friends with her, which is not typical for him, for a girl that he leaves. Right. Um, so that kind of shows me that this is where he wants to like put down roots. Yeah, it's a different type of relationship for him. Um, and also the fact that, like, he, I think he tried telling her twice that he was mm-hmm. interested. I think once when, once when he got out of rehab, he wanted to tell her. And she said that she was pregnant. And then he says, okay, I oh, obviously I can't. Yeah. And then I think she, when she got a force he tried tell i can't remember i know Something like that. i think he tried telling her twice and he couldn't he couldn't say it like he couldn't tell her how right. he felt and um so he just stuff like stifled it put it down mm-hmm. and pushed it down and moved on and that's like you said it's why he can't form these real relationships. he can't really set roots he doesn't have anything in his home because mm-hmm. he just can't have her yeah yep which is it's sad to watch because i don't think like i think then peter stops being a rolling stone when he eventually like settles down with debbie and Mm -hmm. it's just hard because you know he's been living his life for how many years like like this just because he can't have what he wants so that's kind of sad Mm. preach 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 it girl (laughs) okay so uh moving on debbie finds peter's manuscript which we already talked about hidden inside his oven um Mm -hmm. and then she ends up giving it to a publisher she pretends to be an editor and just hands it over to a publisher um was this a violation of his privacy yes okay here's the thing (laughs) yes maybe this turned out for the better in the end because it's published but it was not her place to do that. No. She actually robs him of an opportunity to heal and to do it himself mm-hmm. by not encouraging him to hand in the manuscript himself. Absolutely. Because it it was his to give, not hers. Correct. And I get what she was trying to do. She's like, I'm trying to show you that it's valuable, that a publisher says it's valuable. So she hands it in thinking, oh, he's never going to do this. So I'm going to do it to show him that it's valuable. But the thing is... She should have asked him first. Or, even if she handed it to a publisher, she should have asked him afterwards. Like, like she should have told him and not... It shouldn't have been Minka who told him. Right. Because we end up finding out it was the girl who told him. It's like, you couldn't have even told him when you saw him. Right. I don't know. It makes me really mad. 
Yeah, I also agree that it's a violation. Um, just something she's trying to do something nice and like doing something nice and sharing a manuscript are two separate things. Yeah, like you're yep. you're sharing someone's like private story like maybe he wasn't ready to come to terms with what like obviously i just also think she shouldn't have read it you don't think she should have read it even hmm. nope. not until he told her about it i mean i totally would have done it because i'm in <laughs> curious that like yeah i'm a snoop but she shouldn't have She's done calling it the pot black <laughs> <laughs> because i know what the pot feels <laughs> um i I would have said, hey, I found this. Is it, like, what is it? And, like, do you mind sharing it with? Like, can I Mm -hmm. read it? But I don't, I might not have just have read it outright. Um, Maybe the first couple pages. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I agree. I don't think she had the right to hand it off. I think you're right that she did steal something for him. Like, he obviously didn't want to do anything with it for a reason. Um, so pushing him to, or not even pushing him, but just doing it for him took away the growth that he needed to do that himself and feel proud of his own work. Um, sure. I mean, yes, it worked out in the end, but I don't think she should have taken that aspect out of his, um, his work. Cause that's huge. Like you, you it was his you, for him to do. Yeah. I mean, he may never have done it, which is a whole other conversation, right? but it was his to do. Absolutely. Yeah. But okay. What does each of them learn about themselves and about the other when they swap places? Um, so Debbie has, um, learns the concept that not everything has to be practical. Mm-hmm. She's all about, oh, I have to do this. I have to have this specific degree because it's practical of, of a single mother and, and it's practical um, to just not allow my, like, to keep my kids safe. And so all these things, she just needs to learn that not everything has to be for a right reason um, to kind of go outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And Peter, along the way, learns not to run because you're scared of an earthquake right uh and not like a literal earthquake but like um social earthquakes too right right don't and because the the whole thing is that he moved from la over to new york because his line to everyone was i'm scared of earthquakes Uh, yeah i was i was worried about the quakes um and then later on jack says ah what was it Jack says a line and it like hits him. It's like, oh my gosh, you're right. It, but it had to do with earthquake. Um, I forget what it was now. Regardless, um, and he has like he realizes that like I was afraid of shaking the ground. I was afraid of ruining things with Debbie, and that's why I left. Like I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't deal with it in the moment. So I ran away because I was scared of shaking up the earth. Um, yep. So he needs. He learns to that it's okay to shake up the ground sometimes our foundations need some shaking in order to Mm -hmm. grow yeah i think i think you said it really well i think that's kind (laughs) of what it is it's like he realizes he needs to put down roots and he needs to risk things so he can have what he wants um and she realizes that she can't always be focused on the control in every moment Mm. um 
she needs to be focused sometimes on herself. She That class, she, she just wasn't going to go when she wasn't able to go. But then he pushes her to do it, and that's a really great thing. So I think that she also learns that Peter is a lot more caring than someone who's just a rolling stone that gathers no moss. Right. And... He learns that she has a little bit more of an edge to her. I think it's in funny. that she hands his manuscript to someone, which isn't a good thing. But yeah. he learns this about her. I think her. it's funny that they uh, both call themselves stones, or I guess she calls them both stones. Like she says that she mm-hmm. has a heart of stone, and then yeah. but she also calls him the Rolling Stone. <laughs> I can't. Yes, get... it's very. F- they're meant to be together, the stones. Look <laughs> at that, Devin. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Yeah, but that's all I have to say. Like, you pretty much summed it up. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what do we think about um, some of the side characters, specifically Theo, Minka, and Zen, the garden guy? (laughs) Theo I actually like. Yeah. I was like, I was waiting for something to happen where he's like, I published the manuscript without your consent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, something that happens that makes us realize they shouldn't be together. But he was actually a good guy. Yeah. Which was, like, hard to process because <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to not want her to be with him, but, like, I kind of want her to be with him. Yeah. Um, and then Minka I liked a lot because, again, proving us wrong. You think she's going to be the ex-girlfriend that's, like, making a mess for, you know, Peter and Debbie, but she's not. She's just genuinely there to make sure Debbie has a good time. So I like that. The garden guy, Zen, I think he's really funny. I think, like... <laughs> I think it's funny that she just lets him do what he's doing, but she totally knows. She totally knows why he's doing it. Like you think? I well, we we end up find out finding out that they're friends with benefits. So, but I don't. I think that's what I think he's saying. That I don't think he. I don't. Think yeah, actually... but he says he says yeah. I'm the I'm just the guy who's around sometimes, and sometimes we're friends with benefits. Eventually, though, and that's like that's why when Ashton Kutcher is like, why didn't you tell me about Zen at the end? Mm. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he's jealous. Oh, he is. And yeah, For so. Sure. It's just, like, funny to me. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a funny character to include. Because they they needed to include someone from her life. Because we have Theo and Minka from his life. Zen is kind of like... And well, then Theo wasn't a part of his life. But I know what you Right, but it's part of the New York scene, you know? Um, And Zen was really a part of the L.A. community. Everyone's in your business scene. Yeah, and I I, Um, I really hate that I forgot her other friend's name. I forget. I know. I really like her, though. She's like a there-for-everything family friend, Mm -hmm. um, which is an important friend to have. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. Um, Yeah, Theo, I think, was a really good character. Um, I think they really connected. There's a lot of chemistry between them. Um, they both like literature. Obviously, he's a publisher, and she, um, if she could be, she would be an editor. Like that—that's her dream, in a sense. Um, and they both are um, divorcees. They have kids, um, so I think that I think it would have been really interesting to see what would happen between them. And the question is, like, should she have gone with him? Like gone for it with him or should she have gone for it? I think she might have if she never if that accident never happened with her son and she never if she was never forced to return face Peter at least maybe not in this moment like maybe her and Peter would have 
come together at a different point in time, but she was like on the way to almost there with Theo until she found those mementos. And I guess I guess probably not then because when she found those pictures, she realized who she really mm-hmm. loved. So I guess probably not. Yeah, I don't know. But she did seem to be considering it with Theo when he brought it up. Right. Uh, Minka, I think she was a good and bad encourager. I think she yeah. she helped um, Debbie break out of her motherly um, controlling self, and um, but also a, a bad encourager. Like she told her to do certain things, especially with the, when it came to the manuscript, um, especially when <laughs> it came to uh, diving into Peter's private life. Um, yeah she was kind of a bad encourager so i think she was good she was a necessary evil in a sense um zen i think he was like you said he was a fun funny character and yeah uh, that's essentially where it ends yeah i love (laughs) that he kind of makes peter jealous um he's like wow the garden guy's getting some and debbie's getting some right now i'm gonna go get some (laughs) right 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 (laughs) and then he can't he like can't bring himself to get some (laughs) he can't do it um yeah so peter forms a relationship with debbie's son jack what does that teach him and in what days when what ways is he a good fit for the family Mm-hmm. um i think it teaches him to care for someone other than himself like not be a bachelor anymore mm-hmm. um he needs to like we said earlier get some responsibility and um i think it helps him realize that wow i i can do this I can have like I can be a good role model. I can be a potential fatherly figure. Um, I didn't have that, and I think that not I personally, but he like is Peter. Uh, I didn't have that, and I want to be able to do that for someone else. Um, but uh, whether he's a great fit, I think he is. I think he is the relaxed and fun and outgoing one. He wants to push. Yeah. He wants to push both of them, both Debbie and Jack, and he helps them both be a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack is on the phone with his mom when he's in the hospital. Is like, this is the best week ever. I got to be someone that, yeah. like, I got to be myself and not feel so like controlled. Um, right. And Jack and uh, and Peter did that for me and. I thought it was really cool to see both of them experience because of what Peter's doing. They both real like realize something about themselves. Yeah. Both. The, I m- think the it's great. Yeah. I think it's great because you see Jack kind of open up and he's been struggling a lot with the guys at school. And I mm-hmm. think Peter kind of gives him like fatherly advice that he's been like looking for. Um, and Jack just really like helps Peter. Like you said, form some responsibility but i think most importantly he helps him to realize like you said that he can do it like that's even something that jack says hey you're not that bad at this it's like a very cute moment between the two of them because i think most people look at peter and even peter looks at himself as not the father figure type right but what's beautiful is that i really do believe that every guy kind of has it in them to be fatherly to some degree whether it is having a son like a child or being a good friend or like whatever it would be i yeah i believe that every guy like has the ability to be a good father it just depends like is it the right fit for them and that family Mm -hmm. like um is it are they being encouraged properly like to be their best selves i think here he fits in 
You know, like like we were saying, Debbie and Peter are good for each other when they're being good themselves. Um, and I think in this moment, Jack is good for Peter and Peter's good for Jack. So it's just like an all around good, good fit, which I like. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So how do we feel about that airport scene? <laughs> There's always got to be an airport scene in these <laughs> shows. It's always either I'm running after a girl who's getting onto an airplane. I have to tell her something. Or, which this is interesting. Or like, um, I'm picking someone from the airport who I want to run and hug and kiss. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because they meet in the airport almost trying to go separate ways. Right. And then they meet and they fight. And then she drops for that little poker chip and she realizes, oh, I don't hate him. Like, we're on the same page. Why am I being so grumpy? And then she <laughs> runs up to him and it is this whole, like, reuniting scene, this final reuniting scene after years and years and years of just being on separate ends of, like, the spectrum there. And it just, I don't know. It's a really feel-good scene. I like when they're holding hands and they're like, are we ha- holding hands, people? Like, is this really who we are? I'm right. like that's funny <laughs> um so I, I do i like the airport scene a lot i think it's good yeah I, I what i like about it is that it's the first time um they've been apart the entire movie and this is the first time that we see them as an as audience members this is the first time we see them together the entire movie yep and so um we get to see that real um chemistry and the real passion take over and yes that's in the form of fighting but later on it's in the form of love right um Mm -hmm. so i think it's funny that they're revealing personal things in public (laughs) like they're they're shouting yelling them out across the the way and um i think that's a funny moment but one thing that kind of gets me about the scene is that she said she calls him a piece of a piece of trash yeah. Right? And then he says, wow, that, that, that's really mean. Because um, that's how he thinks of himself. He says, oh, I'm, just a piece of, I'm just a piece of garbage. She goes there. She goes there and, ta- and attacks him, saying, like, yeah, you are. Um, when he didn't really do anything wrong. <laughs> right. And, but my thing is, like, it goes from that moment where, like, you just attacked him, knowing that this is going to hurt him, to the kiss. And I don't know if I like that transition. Um, she falls, she sees a chip, but then they go back and, and she she says, why didn't you just tell me? I'm like, but also you just... Can you address, you just apologize? A- yeah, you just attacked him for... I don't know, like it just seemed a little off for me. So that's why like, I like this scene. I think it's really great. I think it's... Um, important that this is the first thing that they're actually together in the movie and but i also have this weird um i don't feel like that piece was fully conclusive correct healthy there could have been there could have been a quick tie into that moment and like i'm sorry like that like there there was there was no apology about you there was Mm -hmm. nothing um there was no thank you moment um so I felt like it missed something. It needed something to... Mm-hmm. I felt like it was important that she did attack him. 
Yeah. You know, I think that's a good point. She doesn't really, throughout the entire film, she doesn't really say, you're a good guy. Mm -hmm. That's not really something that we get from Debbie's perspective. Like, he literally flies across the country to watch her son. She does he does say, all this she does stuff say for thank her. you in, like, the post-it note. She, like, calls right. him and says thank you. But, right. like, in the moment, personally, not, they don't. Yeah. And he's like, I did all of this for you. And she's like, you're just a jerk. Like, it just, you're right. It that was a missing thing. They could have they could have patched up before hopping into a kiss for yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> but I do like the realization, like, no, we're not gonna be friends anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then he just swoops in and kisses her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do like the scene. I just there that, that is the only issue that I have with it is that like she attacks his character, and there's no real. Um, closure there yep well Devin, we come to the final question we do do we ship it what are your thoughts i do you do i ship it um i would like to see a lot more of them together in person mm -hmm. i really really would because um, really the only times we see them together in person are in bed the first time ever right. and then at the airport where they're fighting and then kissing mm -hmm. so i would love to I see agree. I would love to see it. And I like at the end it says they lived happily ever after or not. Marriage is really hard. Yeah. Which is totally true. But I would have loved to have seen like a montage of maybe some of their things in their the moments future. moments together. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think going from the airport scene to outside the airport where they're like, oh, we're holding hands. And then just to like. Um, now we're married. Woo. Well, I don't know if they get married. It doesn't. Oh, yes. It, yeah, it did mm -hmm. say marriage. Okay. So, but then it does like a pan away from the house. I'm like. Okay, but like I want to know what what What's does what is the, what does it look like with these two now actually together together? Um, Even one scene of like them being lovey dovey in yeah. the house could have been good. Like a morning, like a morning breakfast scene where they're making breakfast right. together. Like I feel like that could have been. We really don't get a ton of like their chemistry apart from on the phone, right? So, but I ship it as far as what I see. I agree. I think from what I see, are there contingencies? Yes. Um, but I feel like from what we see, I think it was a cute movie, and I think they themselves are a cute relationship. I think they, they're grown up. They're going to uh, work it out together. Um, so, come on. totally fair. Okay. Continue. All right. So those are our thoughts on Debbie and Peter. Mm -hmm. So what do you all think? So we have one comment here from Josh. Hey, Josh, thanks for writing in. <laughs> <laughs> Josh says, your place or mine is so enjoyable. It's a heartwarming little film about opposites attracting, and we get to see the difficulty of a long-distance friendship turn into something much more when the two are forced to live in each other's shoes. Mm -hmm. This is a sweet twist on the friends to lovers trope, and I am here for it cool cool thank you josh mm. appreciate it absolutely love it love it thank you for sharing mm. well that's all we got for you shippers yep and don't forget if you are enjoying the podcast definitely leave us a rate rate or review leave us a rate or review definitely rate or review or leave us a comment because we would love to improve if there's anything you see needs improving or keep doing what we're doing if you like it absolutely that's the best way for us to grow um and share with more shippers is to get more reviews and ratings out there so that way people can hear and see us for sure um, and 
if you're feeling interested send us your comments <laughs> uh, you can send us your comments either through instagram uh, when we post stories or even just in the dms or you can uh, email your comments or questions at we should podcast at gmail.com yep we love you guys so excited for the rest of season five debbie i am deeply and overwhelmingly in love with you <laughs> see ya see you guys <laughs>